Get your head out of the clouds Get your feet back on the ground Get stuck into pop culture We'd stick around Hello there and welcome to Stick Around Hey, it's Stick Stick around Don't adjust your... Whatever you're listening to this on It's us, live and in stereo No return engagements, no encore And this time, absolutely no requests Sit back, settle in We're about to tell you the story of our lives Brought to you by the reality TV series An Intellectual at Home In which stick around presenter and liberal intelligentsia Michael Johnson navigates basic proletariat tasks for comical effect Tune in to watch Michael iron a piece of toast, feed Shreddies to a fox, and alienate his conservative neighbours. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's why Michael isn't here today. Um, he's moved on to bigger things. Uh, I thought he was at Coachella. Well, one of the two, you know. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a brand new Sky One show. Um, kind of the opposite of uh, Carl Pilkington. Um, Sounds like a big deal. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, the parallels between Michael and Carl Pilkington, I, I would say, you know, pretty obvious. You know, both balding. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. Cool. Right. Well, um, we're here for TV shows, episode nineteen, the first TV shows of twenty seventeen. That's not a roundup of twenty sixteen, I believe. Really? Wow. Yeah. I think so. It's, yeah. It's May. I'm here with. Uh, I know. I'm here with Alex Wayne. Hello there. David Peeling. Howdy. And sat right next to me, James Cable. Hi. They're all experts. Um, how is everyone? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, yeah, good. Been watching a few TV shows. Um, good. Yeah, as is appropriate for this tele- this show. <laughs> certainly is, certainly is. Cable, feeling all right? Yeah, yeah, feeling good. Pretty, un- pretty unprepared, but I've been watching a lot of stuff, so... Oh, that's all we need. Just going to wing it. Oh, yeah. That's the way we roll. Dave? Uh, I've I've not been watching much TV, no. But you have eaten a massive lint egg. <laughs> it wasn't massive, there's you lots could, of tiny ones. You oh, can right. do a review of that if you want. <laughs> yeah, well, don't, don't have excellent. too many and avoid the coconut. <laughs> coconut? Yeah. Dear. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Coconut oh, egg. Coconut lint sound egg. Sounds good. Oh, Why does that no. sound bad? I don't know, actually. It probably sounds good. Have you ever had a bounty? I hate yeah, I like bounty. Oh, oh well, that's wrong. Bounties are good. <laughs> Bounties are great. So, yeah, I've anyway. loads, loads of opinions on other things. They're definitely oh, better good. than Ready Salty Chris. <laughs> Just not relevant to TV. Yeah, probably. Well, you can, you know, throw those in sort of in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I heard an interesting fact about... Well, it wasn't quite about Ready Salty Chris, but someone at work was telling me that some bread loaf that they eat the bread has more salt in it than a pack of really salty crisps. I thought it was quite interesting. <clears throat> Terribly unhealthy bread. Yeah, interesting. Mm. Was it as tasty as really salted? Probably. <laughs> Not hard. <laughs> oh, boo. <laughs> Bag of shite. It's no rosemary and thyme, is it? <laughs> Lardy da. Right, we're going to move. Uh, let's go straight to Al up in Stockton. Well, you're not in Stockton anymore. You're in some weird place. No, I'm in South, South Shield. Shield. Yeah, that's actually up north. Well, confusing. Yeah, I've moved yeah. even further north. Um, 
deep into isolation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Is it cold? Um, not any colder than Teesside, really. Um, right, I'm going to talk about the show that we referenced in uh, the tagline today. Uh, 13 Reasons Why. Um, if you don't know what it is, it's a web television series uh, exclusive to Netflix based on the, the same titled book by an author called Jay Asher, uh, developed by someone called Brian Yorkey, starring uh, Dylan Minnette and Catherine Langford. This has been a TV series that has made the news quite a lot recently, uh, for good reasons and bad reasons, mainly because of its controversial subject matter. Uh, it tells the story of Hannah Baker, who is a girl who's talking to uh, the audience from beyond the grave. She records 13 reasons why she killed herself on a series of cassette tapes which she gives to 13 different people. Each episode has a different tape for a different person uh, and we see it through the eyes of the protagonist Clay Jensen who is a uh, former friend of hers, who a bit of a dorky friend who um, knows he's on the tapes but doesn't know why yet. Obviously, it's quite a controversial subject matter, uh, being about suicide, and it's had it's had some criticism from some uh, areas, criticising it for being perhaps sensationalist or maybe glorifying suicide. Certainly, it's had a mixed reception. Before I give my full opinion, who else has watched this? I have. You have. I've watched it as well. We watched it together. In fact, Clive and I uh, and Clive's girlfriend Becky. Uh, marathon the last seven episodes in one, in one go, <laughs> which, which, I, which like I was amazed Christ. that I managed to stay. Um, right, you know, I did manage to. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah, was definitely alive. the most TV I've ever watched in, in one, one go. go so, <laughs> was feeling quite weird at the end of it. Okay, so I mean, my opinion is pure, purely judging it as a piece of television in terms of the way it's made, the way it's performed, uh, the way it's written. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Oh. Again, as we always say on the show, maybe enjoy is not the right term, but um, <laughs> I found it really engaging and in- intelligent. Um, it was put together with great pacing, so it was, I was hooked. I was desperate to see the next episode, and I thought it was extremely well performed, particularly by the two leads. I thought that it did, in terms of you know in issues and um, how important they are. I thought it did you know go over an important subject, uh, but if I was to criticise it. I would say that while it deals with somebody taking a huge step um, as a result of you know various circumstances, it didn't really go into the mental health side of it, which I thought was a missed mm-hmm. opportunity. However, I w- certainly wouldn't agree that it glamorises suicide. Um, if anything, it's perhaps a touch on the nose with um, some of you know portrayals of some of the things that happen in it. But a lot of people might call it unflinching. Um, I certainly thought it was it was an ambitious series. I think that it's a worthy one, uh, ultimately a very good show, but I think perhaps your perspective might change depending on your own personal experience with the subject matter. It's uh, obviously very touchy. Uh, I mean, what did you guys think of it? I liked it, but I heard, well, first, I thought it was stretched out too much for a start. Like I thought it could have been, I thought it would have made a really good sort of five or six episode miniseries, probably, but it felt a bit like it was dragged out for the sake of the fact that she'd done these 13 tapes they're like right we have to do 13 hours and it felt a little bit quite a few of the episodes particularly near the start and middle felt a bit like we need to fill an hour of this tape (laughs) but we don't really have enough stuff to talk about (laughs) 
to me. And I, I thought like the, the script on some of the talking was a bit odd to me, but I don't know if it's because I was judging it on adult speak as opposed to high school speak. I don't know, but just some of the we dialogue and stuff. We did find ourselves laughing at it quite yeah, a bit, some of the things the kids were we, saying. But we I think... were... <laughs> found it amusing at times when I don't know what it was trying to be amusing but I did enjoy it overall and like you say it did cover a you know important topic and an interesting topic to debate but I also agree yeah it doesn't really cover the I think she's far too rational in what she's doing and it doesn't really cover she doesn't come across as someone who's really suffering with mental health problems and it doesn't really do that justice I don't think so yeah I agree yeah, I mean, with your point on that Al I think certainly enough things ha- <clears throat> happened to her that you could believe yeah, totally. She, she would be in that headspace, but yeah, I think perhaps yeah, I totally agree with you. I think she is too rational, um, and I think far too controlled. I would, I, I mean, I don't know if that's a fair criticism of the book or of the series. I don't know how much it's changed from the book. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, that's how I felt overall. I did think though that um, I totally agree that I think um, Clay Jensen and the the girl uh, Hannah Baker will. Whoever played them, they were great, uh, I thought. Dylan Minnette and Catherine Langford. They had a really kind of good chemistry on the screen. I think that worked really well. And I liked um, some of the other characters. I quite like the um, guy we mentioned before we started recording. Is it Joe? The guy mm. keeps following him around. Tony. Oh, Tony, Joe. <laughs> what yeah. I, was I was thinking Joe. Uh, yeah, I thought he was pretty good. But yeah, I thought some of the other bits of the dialogue and some of the characters were a bit thin, I suppose, but... And yeah, but my main criticism is definitely this, that it was stretched. I think that the concept and everything was good. I think it would have worked much better if it was squashed, but also, yeah, a little bit more. And like you say, that could be a criticism of the book, how she's portrayed as very kind of calculating, and I'm not sure how realistic that is of someone who's apparently in this mental state. So <laughs> that would be my main criticism of it, because I just never found that believable. And like you say, there is, without spoiling it, enough stuff that happens to her to make it totally believable that she would be in the, the kind of headspace uh, to end up doing something like that but it's not her performance doesn't really portray that at any point in my opinion I, well, I don't think it's the performance I think it is it's it's the writing I think her performance is yeah. good but yeah perhaps but maybe the, her talking on the tape overshadows the performance because of it's more prominent quite often if you know what I mean yeah sure so you end up thinking that's her rather than the flashbacks I suppose in a weird way <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Cable, do you want to add your thoughts? I don't know. I'm kind of on a similar... I kind of agree with what you're saying, Clive, but um, I did enjoy it. Um, oh, yeah, I definitely enjoyed I'm not, it. I'm not sure if binging seven episodes was the best way to do it, because <laughs> by the end of it, I was exhausted, and I did sort of nod off for a little bit, and it, was kind of, it, was, it kind of made it a slog, but I just, yeah. we did kind of just want to get it done. We were addicted to it. I've got, to, um, I've got to say, I didn't, I didn't feel it was that stretched the same way you did. Maybe it's because I only watched one episode in in a go. I don't know. I, I, well, obviously, that's an opinion I have of many. Yeah. We we watched <laughs> the first shows, few but... episodes without but pinging it, like one one two ago. Yeah, and I, I didn't. Did, I did sort of think, oh, what the fuck's going to happen? What the fuck's going to happen? And it was sort of introducing stuff slowly and slowly. And I actually thought there was, yeah, I thought there was going to be more twists than there was. I thought stuff from the start was cause, was going to like. I don't know, I thought there was going to be some shock moments towards the end which are like twists in the story, whereas there was like reveals and stuff happened, but it was more like, it wasn't quite how I thought it was going to go. Um, mm. Not to say that was a bad thing, but um, it wasn't as complex as I thought it would be in terms of the plot. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure about, did you say that you, you didn't think someone who's going to commit suicide would be rational enough to make the tapes? 
Is that, uh, was that what you said? Well, get that wrong? It, not necessarily. Well, it's not. Go so, on, I'll say. It wasn't so much. Well, I suppose the tapes, but I thought more in terms of her planning reactions it. and her planning. Um, see, I don't know because it, well, it's obviously hard to say because I've not. Oh, of course, I've, it, never, I mean, I've never wanted to commit suicide. I don't know many. I don't know people who have. Or I don't know the situation, but I don't know. I think I don't see why you couldn't be because I do. I know people plan it, don't they? So I don't know why you couldn't yeah. plan. I don't know. It's difficult to say, isn't it? Um, I, don't, I, I don't know. It. I mean, it. Obviously, it's relative. I suppose to personal experience. I'm. I'm hesitant to absolutely say it couldn't. But um, yeah, yeah, same. But. Um, to me, it didn't quite ring true, but um, then again, I can speak that yeah. I haven't had that personal experience either, so who knows. Um, I, I would say overall it's a flawed yet quite important series. Uh, there's talk of them doing a second series, and I'm really not sure what the point in that yeah. is. But um, <laughs> Yeah, may- that seems interesting. I think I'd maybe give it a go, but um, mm-hmm. who knows. Mm. Did you, uh, so you you haven't seen this, Dave? Was it of any interest to you at all? Uh, I'd not heard of it until we did the half hour working out what was at the top of it. <laughs> right, okay. Preparation for this podcast. Okay, fair enough. And that in itself has made me hate it. Right, that, which is fair. Which is fair. <laughs> that is fair. Yeah. There was a, also a couple of moments in like, unfortunately, I can't remember specifics, and it probably would spoil it anyway. But there was definitely like a few things that I thought were pretty plot holy, or that didn't, to me, seemed very odd. <laughs> but I can't think of like I say it wouldn't. I don't think it would be good to go into examples anyway. But yeah, there was definitely two or three times where I was just like, that doesn't really make sense. But. Mm. And it seemed to be to me to kind of just help to aid the thirteen. I think too much of it essentially aided had this concept of the thirteen tapes, and it it kind of hinged a little bit too much on that. For example, I didn't find it believable that he'd listened to the tape so slowly, uh, and that kind of took a lot of it away from me. Like I just thought, I don't know why anyone would listen. Yeah, fair enough, it's hard to listen to, but you'd, you'd just want to get it out of the way, or you'd listen to your tape first, or whatever. Th- that, <laughs> I just thought that was unrealistic. <laughs> that's true, but that did make for good storytelling, I thought. Is in, in You might call it dragging out, but I would call it building tension and mystery. But yeah, it, it did. It just seemed unrealistic, building oh, tension. Oh, yeah, I suppose sure. That's what would it have been me? better yeah. if it were called Eight Reasons Why? <laughs> In all seriousness, uh, or six reasons, yeah, <laughs> quite possibly, yeah. Um, or if it just called thirteen reasons, but they hadn't decided to make it thirteen episodes, yeah. For this, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thirteen reasons, and he just he just, just do it goes, goes on a long drive episodes. and listens to six, and then comes back at the start of the next episode and goes, "Well, they were basically not worth mentioning, <laughs> but I promise I listened." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe do half an episode on each. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. Maybe you're right, yes. Eight reasons why it might have been better. But anyway, we should probably move on now. It right. was, I did enjoy it, uh, yeah, but I, I think enjoy I enjoyed it more because I watched it with Cable and Beck than I would have... Like, I don't think I would have carried on watching it on my own. No, it was, yeah, it was quite a good one to watch together. And yeah, of, it's a good one to discuss, and, like, definitely. Discuss. Cool, Sweet. but anyway, we'll move to... Uh, Dave, you said you've got something to talk about, right? I have a thing to talk about, yeah. Um, good, well, let's have that thing now. Yeah, let's do it, okay. Um, so this uh, in the last couple of weeks well I say that a couple of weeks ago even um, the second series of uh, Peter Kay's Car Share was debuted on BBC One and at the same time as that happened uh, every episode of the second series was 
put onto iPlayer, something that they did in the first series as well. For those who don't know, Car Share is a uh, it's a sitcom uh, set mainly from in the from the um, single camera sitcom set generally from the perspective of the middle of uh, the windscreen of uh, the character played by Peter K. Uh, John, uh, his car as he gives his uh, colleague and friend Kaylee uh, a lift into work. This this series builds on. The storyline that kind of a uh, little bit of a cliffhanger at the end of last series with uh, Kaylee moving uh, to a new place that wouldn't have been economical for uh, John to drive to. But as you probably realised pretty early on, that is overcome pretty quickly because otherwise it would start to be called a bus share or two people travelling separate cars or something. <laughs> um, car drive as a panic car share. <laughs> This uh, this series was only four episodes, and like the first, which was six, and I don't know what the rationale behind that was. And this series was, for, uh, I, I really enjoyed the first series. It was quite a uh, quite a refreshing change, almost. So definitely some Peter K traits there from earlier things like Phoenix Nights, in particular um, the Forever FM radio station with its, um, which does an excellent job of. Um, kind of satirising classic franchise local radio stations and some of the terrible adverts thereon. <laughs> this this series kind of jumped the shark a little bit for me compared to the last one, although I find myself absolutely howling in laughter in, in certain parts. It wasn't, I don't think it was quite as consistent as in the first series. And I found the plot kind of tripping itself up a little bit in the way of the laughs. Um apart from one particular episode with a monkey where everything goes absolutely just lunatic crazy. Um, it was... It, I, I was a little bit surprised when it was only the four episodes. Uh, I kind of... There wasn't... I don't know if there was really enough story for six, maybe, so... And I don't feel like it left anything. It didn't leave a you know leave me wanting more. Although again, the second series ends with another cliffhanger, and not to give you too much of a spoiler, but um, it seems very much like they'll be back for a season three. So um, it's a good classic kind of British sitcom that you can uh, enjoy on a weekly basis, and you can probably watch with family and uh, and really enjoy. And it has a kind of touch of a of heartwarming element to it. But I wouldn't have been totally disappointed if the first series had turned out to just be a uh, an interesting project that was left there. Um, so has anyone else seen Car Share? Was you saying? I've I've watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I sort of agree with you. It was, there, there were certain moments where I just like was hilariously laughing, but then I sort of agree with you in terms of the you know the plot and everything. It's definitely not PK's best work. But at the same time, it was something easy to watch and it was quite funny, so I did enjoy it. So, yeah, I think I watched it in all, all, pretty much all in one go because it's only, there was uh, is there six episodes or four episodes? Four episodes, yeah. Four episodes and only like twenty minutes, so I just watched them all. Yeah, I just find I just find Peter K hilarious though, just his mannerisms and like the way he just reacts to things. So I just like watching him anyway, whatever he's in. I can't say I've seen this at all. I've um, I've heard pretty good things about it, or at least about the first season. Don't know why I just didn't get round to it. I think it's been a while since I've watched really good British sitcom. Actually, um, 
probably to- Toast of London was probably the last really good one that I watched. Oh, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna watch a British sitcom, there are maybe there are better ones out this year. I think in particular Catastrophe and uh, yeah. Oh wait, I've never talked about Fle- Catastrophe. Maybe I'll talk about Catastrophe after this. Anyway, <laughs> okay, sure. On the fly, on the fly. Has anyone <laughs> seen Fle- Has anyone seen Fleabag? I've heard that that's good. No, I haven't. No. I, yeah, it is apparently very good. I will watch it. I, I do mean to watch that. Cool. Um, it sounds interesting anyway. Oh, and Inside Number so, 9. That was the other one I was going to say. That's it's better. something it's easy uh, to watch, so like it's, and it's quite yeah. funny. Cool. cool. I, might, I may well check it out one time when I'm in for some light TV. Cable, you're next up. You're on to me. Right, well, I've like I said, I'm not very well prepared. I've just been scribbling notes. But I'm, I'm going to do my... I've, we've got two segments. I'm going to do my first one on just sort of a roundup on some of the TV I've been watching, and... Uh, the second one is going to be about a, one anime I've been watching, and then I'm just going to mention a couple of others. In terms of TV, um, I've been watching a lot since the last episode of you know the last TV podcast because um, it's been so long ago. <laughs> it has been a while. Uh, I'm just going to touch on some which I've sort of mentioned before, but possibly a long time ago. But I just wanted to come back to them because they're shows which I really, really love, but I don't really talk about on here often because they're just continuing shows. So one of them is Suits. Um, it's the one which is about um, it's an American um, lawyer show, and that that's a, there was a season of that in January or half a season, and that show is just amazing. I love it. It always continues to be amazing. The characters are incredible. Um, Once upon a time, it's like a fantasy show about where they just draw in draw in all different characters from different different fantasy stories, uh, different fairy tales and stuff, and they, they all bring them all together and they all interact, and that's. I always watch that, and that's just had a recent... Well, that's actually airing at the moment, one of their seasons. And that's... Yeah, that's continuing to be great. It's always, like... I always w- wonder whether it should carry on um, after each season, because it's sort of, like... It's been going on a while, and I always think when shows get to a certain point, they should finish. But somehow, every time they renew a season, they have a different theme, and it, it tends to revive it a bit. And it always continues to, to be great. Doctor Who has just started again, and I don't know if any of you are... Do you like Doctor Who? I don't think you do. But I still love Doctor Who, and I'm actually pleasantly surprised by the new uh, assistant and the dynamic which is happening with him, her and Peter Capaldi. There's been two episodes so far, and I'm really excited to see how that goes on. Um, and then I was going to talk in a little more detail about um, The Expanse season two, which I just finished. What I've just finished watching. That's just finished. Uh, I talked about that last year. Um, it's a space opera. It's set 200 years in the future, with populated Mars and the uh, the asteroid belt and the sort of three factions Earth, Mars, and the belt and there's it's basically there's a, there's political tensions between all these things and there's also like character stories and there's this mi- mysterious proto molecule thing which is going around and everyone's not really sure what it is and they wanted to use it as a weapon and um, season two I think improves on season one even though I love season one season two is just yeah, it was just amazing. I kind of describe it as Game of Thrones in space because it's quite brutal. Uh, you never know what's going to happen. And it's also, I also liken it to Battlestar Galactica, Battlestar Galactica, which is another space opera which I love. And a bit Firefly as well, which is, which is probably the best um, space opera. But obviously it was a very short show, but it's amazing. I uh, kind of liken it to that as well. It's sort of got elements of all those. It's got elements of like non-spacey shows as well. And it's just... Yeah, it's just really good, and it's on the first scenes on Netflix, and I, I urge you to watch it if you like any of the things I've mentioned, and if you like good wow. drama and good like 
Yeah, that, that 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 sounds right up my street. It, it's already on my my list because I heard it was pretty good. But um, you've sold yeah, me on that. Yeah, it's really good, and it's it's based on a series of books as well. I can't remember who they're by now, but I didn't, yeah, I, that's um, the. It was actually the reason I put it on my list on Netflix was because um, George R R Martin's a fan of it uh, of the books oh, right. and of the series. So yeah, it's really really good. I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed season two. Um, excited to see what they do season three. Yeah, see, season one sort of built the world and sort of introduced you to the characters and then there was one storyline. Season two sort of finishes off the first storyline and starts the next one. I think I think I heard someone sort of um, saying that there was a little bit of problems with the transition between the stories because it, it transitions between the books and the sort of flow between them. But I didn't really see that. I thought they did really well. And then I was going to talk about Love briefly, which is season two aired recently and I've well, it was on Netflix recently and I just... Um, Watch that. Uh, it tells the story of Mickey and Gus um, and their relationship. Uh, the characters are kind of a bit mad and the situations they go through are a bit crazy, but I've, I think they're really believable emotionally and um, they're really, the relationship's really real and they don't glamorise it at all. Uh, it's witty, it's observant, it's sort of a car crash of um, relationships and emotions, but it's sort of a realistic um, representation of love. It can be toxic and it can be intoxicating. The character Bertie is sort of like a one of my favourite... She's one of my favourite characters in it. She sort of steals the scenes. I find that she's hilarious and adorable. And she sort of gives another side of relationships because she has her own thing going on. And there's a bit in this season which deals with uh, long-distance relationships, which I thought was particularly resonating. And, yeah, it's messy, it's addictive. It's about two characters which are drawn together, possibly for the wrong reasons, and... They almost know that it's bad, but they're too infatuated with each other to care. And I just think it does it does it really well, and it sort of treats it like it's it's just well it's well it's a well put together representation of relationships. I think you've seen it, haven't you? Al? I have. Yeah, I um, I haven't watched all of the second season yet. I'm about halfway through. I do really enjoy it. It's um, I think I'd largely agree with what you said. I mean, it's all told from this kind of privileged, uh, you know, kind of. Um, perspective but um yeah yeah i do think it, it's it's extremely enjoyable it is well written it, it's funny in a kind of i mean not laugh out loud funny but it's you know it's often mm. wry and well well observed um and i think yeah i, I like how toxic the relationship is like it shouldn't mm. really work it's not necessarily right that it does work um yeah but you know that that is relationships half the time um, I mean, it's it's absolutely absurd that Gus does that well. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but, yeah uh, I do think that. But yeah, but you know, I, I like it. It's a re- it's a really good show, um, and it it's quite easy watching without being unintelligent, which mm. I like about it. Yeah, Clyde, didn't you say that Becky started watching it? And she said it was too real to carry on watching. <laughs> Yeah, I think we watched one episode and I thought it seemed good, but then <laughs> Beck refused to watch anymore because it was too realistic. <laughs> it wasn't escapist enough or something. Fair enough. So yeah, we didn't watch anymore. But I may watch it at some point. I'm more intrigued by The Expanse, though. That sounds... Uh, yeah, that does sound yeah, really good. It's really it? good. Sounds cool. I think it's that like might... One... Sorry, go on. I think that might be my next show. I mean, uh, I'm just, I've just started uh, Line of Duty... Um, yeah. but I Have think you started that... it from the start or just this season? No, just from the start. Um, right. I'm only two episodes. I'm enjoying it. Sorry, you might talk about it later, but I'm enjoying no, I'm it. But, but I think a lot of problems I have with um, kind of British shows 
is them attempting to kind of replicate American dialogue, but in with British right. with Britishisms, which kind of makes me cringe a little bit. But it is I'm enjoying it so far. I've not actually seen the first season. I I started watching it last season just because I was I watched it with my mum and dad when I was around theirs, and I watched this. I started well. I've been watching this season. I don't know how many there are now. Actually, is there three or four? I don't know. I think it's on its third, but I, I'm still on right. the first season. Yeah, and it's one of these English ones where there's five or six episodes each season. Cool. Mm. Um, but I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's really good. Cool. Yeah, that's it really. For my oh, cool. Segment. Some interesting stuff there. Yeah, particularly the expanse. I think I was interested the first time you mentioned it last year. But yeah, it's one of these. I'll have to check it. It's one of these space um, operas which takes itself very seriously, but in a good way. It, like it does it well. I, I really liked uh, Battlestar Galactica, except for the ending, which was, right. you know, a total cop-out. I quite liked the ending. I quite liked it. Oh, it was really bad writing. It was probably, like, it was like Deus Ex Machina. It was like as bad as Lost as I was, as far as I was concerned. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, man, I quite liked the end of Lost. Oh, I didn't, what hate, the... didn't hate it no. as much as everyone else. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, Josh. Controversial, controversial <laughs> opinion there. Yeah. They kind of like so wrote... Josh Keithley. They just write themselves into a hole and then think, oh, well, you know, we'll wing it on the night. It'll be fine. <laughs> but you know, I think it's quite exciting to see how people can get out of holes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but as long as you don't just stay in the hole, basically. <laughs> you know, I want to see you actually get out of the hole. Yeah, fair enough. Right. Oh, mate, it's no wonder my, my long-running series of YouTube videos of people stuck in holes not getting out is never successful. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I was actually. I've just turned the page over. Here. I was going to talk. I was going to briefly mention Girls because that um, ended recently, the fast final season. I, I know Michael wa- watches that, but I won't really go into it now because I've just finished. I've just signed off, <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't written that much down. So, cool, cool. But that has finished, and yeah. Was it good? It was good. I don't know. I, I've always been in a bit of two minds about Girls. I love. I love th- certain things about it, like the uh, some of the. Some of the episodes are really, really good. Some of the characters are good. Some of them I just hate and I can't get on board with. And but the music's great and the way it's put together is great. But it did. It was good. It was good. And I, I watched it because I do feel I do really enjoy watching it. But yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, right. We're back round to Mr. Wayne. Right. Okay. South Shields. Right. So. Um... Interesting fact about South Shields: uh, people from South Shields are called sand dancers, apparently. Which is sand dancers. Yeah, it's a nice right. name. That is. Have you it? been doing any sand dancing? Well, I've been to the beach. I didn't do any <laughs> dancing on it, but um, well, yeah, I could do. Yeah, uh, yeah I've please been, do. I've, I've been known to throw some shapes. Um, anyway, <laughs> the second the second show I'm going to talk to you about um, is another big Netflix release, uh, Iron Fist, which is the fourth series in the kind of Defenders uh, mix-up, starring Finn Jones, who people might know as Loras Terrell from Game of Thrones, Jessica Hennick, who is one of the Sand Snakes from Game of Thrones, and uh, David Wenham, who people might know as Faramir from The Lord of the Rings, and Rosario Dawson as well. If you don't know anything about this, Iron Fist is a character, uh, he is Danny Rand, who is a billionaire, who uh, goes missing in a plane crash which kills his parents, only to return 15 years later having been living with some monks and uh, being uh, trained in Kung Fu. He also manages to have the superpower of an amazing punch, gained from punching a dragon in the heart. 
Um, I think if you were to make a prediction on what I'm going to say here, what would it be? <laughs> I predict what in terms of whether you're going to like it. Yeah. I don't think you're going to like it. I think it's going to make you yeah. hungry. I think you're going to hate it. I think you're going to... I think the same as Clive. <laughs> I think... Hang on. Did you like the, the Luke Cage one, or did you not see it? I quite liked Luke Cage. Didn't think it was as good as Daredevil. I think, you're gonna be, I think, you might, I think it's going to be quite... Some, maybe a step down from Luke Cage as Luke Cage was from Daredevil. That's what Ooh, I'm going with. Okay, interesting. Uh, Funnily enough, you're all kind of right. Dave, everything makes me hungry. Um, <laughs> um, actually, no, you're not quite right, because I pretty much hated this. Um, it's a bag of shite, really. Um, <laughs> I mean, not to put, not to put too fine a pint on it. Um, uh, strap I mean, in, boys. I mean, it's absolute, I mean, it's dross. I mean, it's absolute dross. Um, I mean, where to start? I mean, Finn Jones is dreadfully cast. Um <laughs> He's like a wet blanket, skinny kind of, you know, lacrosse playing. Actually, no, lacrosse is a hard place, but, you know, badminton playing dweeb <laughs> as a superhero. It is badminton. Um, well, there goes our badminton playing fans. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, I mean, his character verges between this kind of California uh, laid-back spiritual type to this really uptight, I'm a monk, I'm a ninja monk. <laughs> Sort of characterization, which just <laughs> loosely jumps between the two with absolutely no, you know, no sense of, you know, character development, no real sense of depth. Um, the writing, I mean, it's dreadful. It's all over the place. It has no, there's no tone, there's no consistency to the tone at all, which verges between almost slapstick comedy to kind of like really pretentious, up its own ass kind of seriousness, and. Um, I mean, there is no reasonable villain to talk of. The characters' have motivations make zero sense whatsoever. And I just found it immensely irritating. Uh, now, t- to be fair to the series, um, I don't think Iron Fist is a very good character. I haven't read the comics, but, um, you know, reading about him, he just does not sound interesting at all. All he's got is he can punch really hard when he wants to. Um, and the story is clearly a rip of Batman. It, it, it's absolutely... I mean, it's piss poor, piss poor. They've clearly spent a lot of money on this. I mean, a great deal of money, and it's done very well, I think, because they've publicised it well. It's just another rich white man who basically sort of tramples all over some vaguely Asian spiritualist, you know, martial art traditions badly. I mean, it, it's... It makes me really unenthusiastic for the defenders, which I was really looking forward to before that. Um, they're going to have to keep Iron Fist as a minimum in that series to keep me watching because it's. I I would say that the standard of their shows have been going downhill really, uh, perhaps peaking with Jessica Jones, but um, this just makes me really angry. I mean, it's just <laughs> staggering, <tell>. staggeringly <laughs> bad. I mean. Yeah, it's oof. It's, this is this, <laughs> this is um, this is sin- what was that film that you hated? Black Hat was it? I think this might be the like most hate- hated TV show you've ever seen. Definitely the most hated TV show. Oh, it just invented. I'm in mean, black. Yeah, I did hate Black Hat. Um, <laughs> I, That's the I, film. I, this is. I mean, the only way this could have been worse is if it was actually offensive. I mean, I'm vaguely offended by how bad it is, but there's nothing you know particularly. <laughs> That's right. it. that's interesting because I 
I watched only the first episode, and I didn't. I haven't watched, not watched any more because nothing about the first intro in show, episode made me interested in it even slightly. And I did find the bit at the start where he, where this, um, you know, where the cool white man goes up to the <laughs> goes up to the Asian girl who's, who's teaching karate already, and goes, "I think I can show you a thing or two about how to do this properly." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> why yeah, I mean, on earth is that still allowed? <laughs> I mean, I mean, there was a, a lot man of talk. coming and saving a woman's, you know, like a, a woman's completely fully functioning business that was quite successful. Anyway, <laughs> he goes, "I know how to do this better than you," and then appropriates the, their culture as well. It's, oh, that was yeah. staggering. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I mean, it's just really, really bad TV, isn't it? I'm. Um, you know oh, yeah. they got a, really they got a lot of money. They put it into a t-shirt gun and then just fired it at some really bad writers and bad actors and um, and it's probably done really well for them as well. But um, yeah, I despise it, this. It sounds strange that something wow. like this could happen, doesn't it? Really, from a because yeah, I, I know someone or two people who watched it or are watching it and they're quite enjoying it. So oh, it's just I don't know. I mean. At its peak during the series, it gets to bang average, but for most of <laughs> most of the time, it's you know just really amateur, amateur sort of as Dave amateur says, bo- borderline offensive shite. Um, <laughs> Some excellent box quotes. And I'm <laughs> I'm really really fucking sick of the hand. By the way, who seem to turn up in every single series. You know, here is some ninja, really highly trained ninjas who get easily dispatched. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, they're the most terrifying threat to all of humanity that we consistently beat in conventional manners week in week out. And we we have we have no understanding of why they're doing what they're doing. No. Well, are they on the other? Are they in the other series as well? They're, they're yeah, they've been in all. Is a rookie for sure. Like, like the big the big one. Yeah, where where it's... he where they only attack at night, which is also coincidentally the only time he decides to be daredevil. And then during the day, he does some lawyer stuff, and they all kind of go to sleep a bit. I think. <laughs> Sounds great. Right. So I'm the a... defenders. You have to excuse my. Uh, I'm going to speak as the superhero layman. Defenders is going to be all the people that they've done so far. So Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Daredevils, kind of like Avengers. Or am I getting that? Like, yeah, yeah, wrong? yeah. No, exactly you, right. you've got that spot right. on. Yeah, nailed okay, it. Cool. <laughs> Interesting. Um, As you can tell, I'm thrilled by the prospect. If I was to give... uh, Normally, when I'm doing a review in the show, um, I would say about at least 80% of the time I really like what I'm reviewing Mm because, obviously, I don't have a huge amount of spare time and I, you know, make my picks based on what I've heard about something. Um, So, normally, at the end, I'll I'll mention a minor criticism on something I otherwise enjoy. (laughs) With this show, I'm going to mention a minor thing I enjoyed about it, and this is very minor... (laughs) Um, I thought, I think he's called Tom Pelfrey, as Ward Meacham, looks, you know, fairly, you know, horribly slick. And that's about all they did well. They did his hair and makeup well. That's about it. <laughs> Bam. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, I really, you know, Finn Jones just gets on my wick as well. I didn't really think he was that great in Game of Thrones, but... Um, He's dreadful in this. Wow. Well, um, Iron Fist, deal with that. Jesus. You've just been just... subjected to Al's fist of fury. 
And Dave Feeling, have you got anything else for us? Yeah, for sure. To light, lighten the mood. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, as I alluded to earlier, when I totally forgot and I watched it, because it finished uh, a couple of months ago now, I think, earlier this year saw the third series of Channel 4's hit comedy, Catastrophe. I can't remember if I... I think I've discussed Catastrophe in the past on this here podcast. Um... But uh, I won't go into spoilers for you because uh, I don't want to ruin the experience for anyone. Series 3 sees uh, Rob Delaney, who plays Rob Norris, and Sharon Horgan, who plays Sharon Morris. Um, kind of, it, it's still in their, uh, in their house in what is clearly supposed to be a Shoreditch Hackney type area, uh, and still finding themselves in uh, kind of always frustrating and depressing situations but uh Horgan and Delaney both managed to uh to find a fantastic an incredible number of laughs in each and every episode they are married they're a married couple who who married very very sh- uh very shortly after meeting after uh Rob gets Sharon pregnant uh in the first right at the top of the very first episode uh, and so you see the growing pains that these two have in their relationship, but with this added pressure of the fact that they have kids and are married. Um, and all, so much of this TV show is is painfully accurate depiction of uh, relationships and modern life, um, often kind of you know done to a kind of comic extreme or to a dramatic extreme in order to. Um, you know, t- tell a good story, but but so much of it are are really identifiable. Um, kind of holidays being um, ruined by narky little arguments and uh, and and things like that. Um, but that what they what they do by telling such an honest story is they manage to they deliver so much humour and good nature. Um, the series is also uh, notable for. Uh, being Carrie Fisher's final uh, acting performance. Uh, Carrie uh, plays Rob's mum and has a uh, particularly large role in the final episode of this uh, of this series, which is, uh, for lots of reasons, deeply, uh, deeply touching. Um, yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't really want to give too much away because uh, because I do want so many people to watch this. But for my for my money, this is the best uh, British comedy on television at the moment, and has been for a number of years. It's uh, it's on Channel Four, as I say. All the series are on all four, therefore, um, and um, it's the first. Uh, British written, British produced, sorry, not British written, but British produced uh, comedy to have been nominated for an Emmy for its writing since Extras in 2008. It's, it's been an awful long time, kind of, uh, awful long time coming. I, it's it's a it's a kind of sitcom format for those who, who haven't seen it before as well. Um, certainly no laughter track or anything like that, but it's... Uh, uh, kind of multi-camera setup in it. Uh, you see lots of the, you see the lives of friends and family around Rob and Sharon as well. Particular, particularly good performances from uh, Mark Bonner, who plays uh, their friend, family friend Chris, and Ashley Jensen, who is Fran. Ashley Jensen, 
uh, interestingly having been a uh, star of uh, extras yeah like it's absolutely completely laugh out loud hilarious and also some of the most touching and humane writing on television and I cannot recommend any this enough to anyone who's looking for something to make them uh, laugh and also think wow interesting um, yeah I, I've again heard this I think from you and from somebody else it's really really good um, what, sorry you, remind, you may have said that just then but w- which channel is this on? this is channel 4 so B- the BBC rejected the pilot and yeah it's been on it's been on TV since 2015 so there's been a series a year every year since then about kind of February time each year and uh, Channel 4 simultaneously um, commissioned Series 3 and 4, and this was, this was just Series 3 that's just come to the end now. So there's, an, there's at least one more series to come. Is it available? Are all the episodes available to watch on More 4? Yeah, or channel, it's a cha- it channel, 4, channel 4 made programme, and it's, it's on all four, and each series is six episodes of a kind of 22, 25 minute length because they are on Channel 4. So it's definitely something you can catch right. back up on and I, it's absolutely worth the time and investment and I always, I do regularly go back and watch um, what, not regularly but I have uh, a, kind of, a number of times gone back and, and watched episodes from before and, and taken just as much pleasure if not more from them the, the second on the second viewing. Oh, cool, I've seen um, Beck watched, uh, was watching this at some point and I caught one or two of the episodes yeah, it seemed really good mm. it is, yeah, it's, it's very very good definitely seemed quite uh, yeah like you say the bits that I saw they seemed like a pretty realistic and uh, very well observed <laughs> portrayal oh, yeah. Of yeah 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 certainly a relationship like that R- Rob Delaney interestingly he's got Sharon Horgan and Rob Delaney they uh, Sharon Horgan is more uh, is a British comedian uh, sorry an Irish comedian and writer who wrote one of the writers behind Pulling uh, and Man Up was another one of us and then Rob Delaney is an American stand-up comedian and they met each other through Twitter and Sharon Horgan pitched the idea that Rob Norris would be uh, a reformed alcoholic not knowing at the time that Rob that was exactly what Rob Delaney was and uh, Rob Delaney in fact had, had um, yeah I'm not sure if he went to prison or not but he certainly was involved in a lot in a serious car crash um, as a result of his alcoholism, and uh, has been uh, has been dry in real life ever since. Rob Delaney is absolutely he's brilliant on Twitter. He's a stand-up that I've seen um, when he's been in London as well, and um, he's quite is uh, almost semi-regular on the kind of podcast circuit. You can find find him on the Richard Herring Leicester Square Theatre podcast and the Adam Buxton podcast as well. And he's he's got a fascinating and funny life story to tell as well he's a yeah very interesting person um and uh, you can see that an awful lot of jamie in real life experiences come through into this show which is yeah as clive says it is very well observed oh, cool i do like that about uh british tv shows how they don't have stupid amounts of episodes per series so it's not intimidating <laughs> if yeah. they did actually want to go and watch and catch up particularly the comedies i've not seen this but it sounds interesting Channel Four do a really, really. I feel like they do a really bad job of promoting it because. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if this was, if this was on BBC One, I mean, it would it would maybe change the feel of it because it does feel like a Channel Four program, maybe a a BBC Two, maybe, but um, it feels like a Channel Four program now. 
um, but they do a terrible job of selling this this which um, should be winning them awards all over the place and um, yeah should be pulling in millions of viewers but anyway cool 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 right um, I guess we're out of cable final for his yeah. final segment Clive just Clive just uh, Instagrammed a picture of my notes which are quite it's like a you said it was an artistic. They definitely look very artistic. I don't think I've really captured them well because I tried to get you in it. Whereas but I, I basically just wrote, wrote a load of scrolling notes all over the page in different orders. And <laughs> hopefully, I'm going to read through. I'm going to go through it. So yeah, I'm going to talk about an anime. I've got a couple of other ones I might mention at the end that I've been watching, but I'm going to talk about one main one because it's bloody amazing. And it's I'm going to say the name, and I'm not going to say the Japanese name because I can't pronounce it. But I'll say the English version. It's Showa and Genroku era's Lover's Guide through Rakugo. And I think Showa and Garoku are eras in Japanese history. That's why they're not translated. Um, and Rakugo, I'm going to read a Wikipedia description of it, is a form of Japanese verbal entertainment. The lone storyteller sits on a stage using only a paper fan and a small cloth as props and without standing up from the Caesar sitting position the Rakugo artist depicts a long and complicated comical story. The story always involves the dialogue of two or more characters, the difference between the characters depicted only through the change in pitch, tone and a slight turn of the head. And yeah, basically this anime is about Rakugo. And Rakugo is something I've never heard of before. Uh, and I doubt anyone else has who listens to this podcast. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an old traditional Japanese form of um, entertainment, which I'd never heard of. And... I heard about this anime and I hadn't got a clue what it was about, but I'd heard it was really, really good, so I gave it a go, and I'm so glad I did. Um, it's basically a story about characters. It's, it's a character-focused exploration, and it's just incredible. Um, it starts off with a, a young ex-convict who's just come out of prison, and he begs this old Rakugo master to take him on as a, um apprentice. And the first three episodes are sort of introducing him some of the characters, his master, and sort of a little bit of the backstory. And then there's a massive flashback to the Rakugo masters uh, when he was a kid and his his uh, sort of rival and friend as they're taken on to learn Rakugo. And the rest of the season is basically about him and his friend as they develop their different styles of Rakugo and how they sort of develop into masters. And then by the end, um, it's just like a heart-wrenching end to the season uh, the series and yeah so basically everything's foreshadowed in the first three episodes where it introduces the characters as him as an old man and these new characters and then it goes back and talks about the life of the master as he's progressed and I don't know it's an interesting format um, sort of foreshadowing it all and then coming back to it and it like I say it's a heart-wrenching story and the way that they did it at first I was like come on what's going on with these characters that they introduced at the start but the way they did it at the end it just makes it like all the more heart-wrenching because you sort of know what's going to happen and the way it develops and yeah the characters are just amazing the, the pacing of the show is quite slow but yeah it's deeply focused on the characters and their development and it's heartbreaking re heartbreakingly real um, the characters perfectly complement complement each other the, the dynamics between the characters the exploration of the relationships um, it's a story which is told through storytelling uh, in the first episode, there's a 10-minute performance, Rukuga performance, um, which sort of, you can feel the build-up of the, the flow and how the 
the, the guys telling the story and yeah it's just I, I find it kind of fascinating how they can they're telling a story about an art form which is literally just sitting there and talking and it's an animated story and I just find it quite fascinating how they managed to get that across and yeah it's just really well done and it's sort of like a musical it's like they're telling the story in like a musical way um, and each of the characters has a different style of doing it and as well as telling the story of Rakugo and um, it captures the atmosphere and the sentiment of Japan um, the, the Ginruko and Showa period I think are just after World War Two. I know that it's set just after World War Two, and it captures the, the, the culture of the time um, the rapidly changing social landscape of Japan just after the World War Two, um, this disenfranchisement um, after the war and the Western modernism and the sort of the death of the art like it's, Rikugu is a sort of dying art um, and it doesn't like lecture it lecture you with any of this it's just the whole backdrop of it and it, like for example it um, the ways one of the ways it puts it across is the, cha the change of the attire as the, as the show goes on what they wear um, the things that they do in this in their you know in their private life and um, it's a very yeah it's just very well done and season one finished and I've just started watching season two and season two is a continuation of what the start of season one was, those characters. So yeah, I'm very like excited to see how it goes. And it's just, season two has started off and it's very, it's like you're reminded constantly of the heartbreak and stuff which happens in season one. And it's just, yeah, it's very, very well done. The animation's really good. Obviously it's just a story about someone sitting there telling stories. So there's no like, you know, fancy animation fight scenes or anything like that. Um, but it's just, it's smooth, it's crisp. It looks really good. The sound is very, very fitting. You know, the music is all of the time. It sets the atmosphere. Um, it's a story about art and as a lover of art it's just yeah I really really love this, sh this anime and uh, it's also a story about life you know it's very human it's a sincere story it's very simple it's raw and it, it, it makes it's one of those stories which kind of makes you feel alive and makes you sort of I don't know it's just very realistic in how it does it and yeah I was really sort of drawn in by this anime and by the end of it I was just like wow this is incredible and all of that for something which I've never heard about something I've never heard of before I just think it's really really good um, so yeah that's the, the anime about Rakugo. Um, um, yeah. This does sound really good. I'm, interest, I'm interested and I'm watching quite a lot of anime at the minute, although yeah, I, more films than... I think TV it's one shows, you might but. like. I think it's, I, I think it's one anyone might like, to be honest. If, if you like... I mean, it's not fast-paced or anything. It's sort of a deep, quite a slow exploration of the characters and how they develop, but it's really, really well done. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, cool. you, always, you always make me interested in these animes and then I have so much to watch, it's hard. Um, yeah, I know, I know. God damn yeah, this you. One, this one really hit me. Um, it was good. Fantastic. Shall I just briefly mention some others I've watched? Yeah, go yeah, for it. Go go for for it quickly. Um, so Attack on Titan is probably one of the biggest animes that's been around in the last few years. And we've waited several years for season two, and it's just started. Um, and I think there's three or four episodes in, and that's really good. But I've, I've sort of forgotten about how harsh it was. It's kind of like Game of Thrones in that, you know, it, well, there's a, it's just very shocking and... Um, it's probably one of the most brutal things I've ever watched. There's a lot of death and a lot... Of, basically, the, the premise of it is um, human society is um, living within these... in this city within these walls, and there's, e there's these constant threat of these titans, which are these massive um, humanoid beings, which is huge, and all they want to do is eat humans, which sounds very basic, but... Um, Basically, it's about them surviving that, and it's very, very brutal. Like, loads, there's loads of death and loads of, like, you know, um, violent scenes, but it's really, really well done. And, it's again, it's, like, sort of an exploration of the characters. 
within that. Um, so that's really good, that's just started again. And I've been watching one completely different called Little Witch Academia, which I'm pretty sure is for girls. Um, it's about, <laughs> whoa, it's whoa, about whoa. these... Whoa, 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 no sex in <laughs> yeah, they're all... <laughs> um, but I love it, it's um, about these witches at school, basically. But it's really, really well done, and it's really um, well animated and beautifully done. And, yeah, it's really good, really good story. Um, so, yeah. Sweet. Cool. Sweet as. Okay, what's Anime Roundup? We need to get a theme tune yeah. for it. I've been watching a lot. <laughs> do, 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 do. Cables, Anime Roundup. <laughs> I feel like it's not crazy enough. <laughs> yeah, possibly we need, we possibly not. It's a bit more crazy, not. yeah. <laughs> yeah, possibly get, you know, somebody who has musical talent on it. Um, <laughs> but I am available. Preferably a Japanese person. Yeah, probably, yeah. Don't. Certainly cool. do not get Finn Jones on it. <laughs> yeah, um, oh, we've been. Um, I'm not sure if you noticed. I don't know if anyone's tried to go there recently. We we've been kicked out of Switzerland. Oh, what? Yeah, I've not, tra- not noticed. I was about to head back to check out the bunker. What's Why have that? you been kicked out? What well, Cli- Clive has words here. Clive hasn't been paying the bill. It was just we've had an eviction notice from the bunker. Uh, <laughs> you can't evict me. I'm Swiss. Well, they've evicted you from our uh, gold-plated bunker in the centre of Zurich. Fuckers. Uh, I'm <laughs> no, thinking we... they need my money. You evicted um... from Switzerland and you can't vote here. <laughs> Ruined. I, I, think I'm, I think I'm going to try and get us a... Um, possibly we could operate from the high seas, you know, from international waters. Oh, that's a good idea. Something that floats. Can it be something, like, massive, though, because I get seasick on anything? Remotely rickety. I'll see. I'll see if I can get. I'm trying. I'm trying <laughs> to secure a pirate galleon. Uh, right. Does no that promises. Mean to, uh, does that mean we don't have to conform to any laws? Pretty much. We can, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. We can Sweet. put this over the airwaves. That's the plan. Watch, pirate watch radio. Illegal TV as we want. Oh, definitely. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no proxies that we have to get round on the high seas. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's this galleon um, from? Is it got a name or um, one that you're trying to secure? I don't know. I'm I'm thinking of calling it a, a mutton, uh, the mutton-headed mugwump. I feel that would be <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, I feel that would be a good name for a boat. Um, Has it got any cannons left on it? Oh yeah, obviously. Good. Uh, yeah, get, <laughs> I want to be able to beat up all those other pirates for all your cannoning needs. Uh, I'm, I'm going to shotgun. I'm going to shotgun captain, and I feel that Flux should be the cabin boy. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually reading Treasure Island at the minute, so who's it seems be, very appropriate. Who's going to be first mate? Okay. Um, what do they do? I don't know. Can Clive I be the can, guy who like stands up on the pole and looks around? Yeah, sure, you can be that. Cable, you can be first mate. Um, can I be the parrot? <laughs> All right, you know, Dave fit on Al's shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> Dave's first mate. Cable's a parrot. Right. Flux's okay. cabin boy. Your lookout, or whatever it's called. Yeah. Do we have any wenches on board? <laughs> Michael can be the wench. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I think this right. is going well. Put in some bids. Um, cool. Which um, ties in nicely to our next uh, segment. Alan, uh, what? Um, how are we going to tell the time on the boat? Uh, <laughs> well, link. it's either going to have to be a sundial, <laughs> or perhaps by the positioning of the stars... Or positioning of the sun. Um, I wish there was another method. Can you think of anything? What, 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 if, um, what if we're on our boat and we noticed a leak? 
and lots of water started pouring in through this hole in the bottom. And we realised that it was exactly the moment for something to stop that hole. What do you think that kind of period would be called? Well, Dave, I think that might be called plug time! (laughs) Sorry, that was a fantastic introduction. (laughs) At StickAroundCast on Twitter. StickAroundPodcast.com on uh, well, on the internet, <laughs> facebook.com slash stick around on Facebook, Instagram uh, st- slash stick around podcast slash stick around pa- slash stick around on Patreon, where you can fund our website costs but also help us to buy this galleon. Which, um, how much is the galleon going for at the minute, Al? Uh, about 12 grand, I think. 12 grand <laughs> seems like a bargain. That sounds if quite cheap. All what of our it? listeners put in a pound, we're there. So, we've got 4,000 listeners. Yeah. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Latest, latest, no. Of course not. (laughs) Anyway, otherwise, I'd be getting the advertising from Squarespace, who seems to advertise on every podcast. (laughs) Maybe maybe we should just start doing this advertising by Squarespace (laughs) and see if they. (laughs) Yeah. And then just just invoice them. What is Squarespace? Um, It's a. Well, Squarespace is a really (laughs) handy. For hosting your website. Oh, wow. Um, really, really good. You just pay them monthly and you host no, your website. No, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't takes, very, <laughs> takes very little work. Nothing for free. Nothing for free. And if uh, um, if you like Squarespace, then you can get a 10% discount by just using the code Stick Around Podcast on a Galleon. <laughs> <laughs> Squarespace has anything to do with MySpace? No. no, it's not. If you want to see a brilliant Squarespace uh, created website, stickaroundpodcast.com is where it's at um, I think I've covered it all there. Oh, stick around podcast at gmail.com if you want to send us emails what's but the galleon's address emails aren't going to buy us a galleon so don't do that oh, we don't have it yet get on the just send <laughs> no. a message in and a we're poll. not going to get it unless every one of our listeners gives us a pound so please do that on slash patreon no slash patreon that'll get you nowhere slash stick around on patreon.com right. Um, right. yeah that we've been stick around you've been Al Simply the best. (laughs) (laughs) Better Uh, that. Yeah. Uh, That's that. And yeah. um, You've been Dave. Stick around. (laughs) Wait. Are you you telling us to say goodbye? I was going to get you all to say goodbye. Yeah. You fucked it. Goodbye, Dave. (laughs) Yeah. Bye, Clive. (laughs) Goodbye, Al. Bye, bye, Clive. And goodbye, James Cable. Bye. And it's bye from me. Adios. Stick around. Stick around. See you next for probably games. Bye. <laughs> wow. Another live cable fart. Unbelievable. Thank you all for listening. Rest assured that you have found the best podcast in the universe. It's Stick around. That stinks. It probably doesn't stink. <laughs> stinks more than your reviews. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs>